I woke up this morning with a notification from Facebook on my phone. I went to see what it was, and to my surprise, a beautiful butterfly had gained her angel wings. She never ceased in her efforts to bring forth lupus awareness. Her name is Wanda Allen, and today's show is not only dedicated to her, but to all the warriors who are now flying high in heaven. Today's show is brought to you by Abundant Harvest Aquaponics planting seeds to grow food and creating opportunities for people and families. You can contact them at AbundantHarvestAquaponics.org. Welcome back to Episode 6 of My Story. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks. Thank you for joining me this Sunday. Well, I told you that I was going to tell you about the day my heart stopped. But before I tell you my story, I would like to give you some facts how systemic lupus attacks the heart. So grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, or your favorite glass of wine and join me. Gemstone bracelets. You can find Premio Handmade Gemstone bracelets on Etsy.com and Facebook or contact the owner Ziggy at PremioBracelets.com. Heart disease is a major complication of lupus. It is now the leading cause of death among people with lupus. The most common way that lupus affects the heart is through inflammation of the pericardium, the sac that surrounds your heart. The symptoms of pericarditis that you may experience are sharp pain in your chest and occasionally shortness of breath. You see, the type of lupus that I have is systemic lupus arrhythmiatosis. This type of lupus affects the major organs. And yes, all my major organs have been attacked by lupus. As I awake each and every morning at 4 a.m., I thank God for allowing his grace and mercy upon me once again. You see, those of us who suffer with chronic illness don't take life for granted. We cherish each and every day because we never know when lupus will rear its ugly head and strike. And when lupus does strike, we keep a smile on our face, a positive outlook that one day someone will hear our plea asking for further funding for research in hopes of finding a cure.
Join the author of Positive Energy 24-7, Henry Long, for his book signing at Firewater Bar and Grill, Friday, September 14, 2018, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Firewater Bar and Grill is located at 6521 John R. Street, Detroit, Michigan. In November 2014, I can't remember the exact date, but it was two weeks before Thanksgiving. As usual, at 4 a.m., I had awakened to get ready to go and work out. The cardiologist wanted me to stay active during the winter. After I finished dressing and before I walked out the door, I stated to my sister, I'll be back. I'm going to work out. She said, okay, just call me and let me know when you made it safely. Where I work out at is a part of a hospital. So really, I didn't have to be concerned if anything happened to me. I would be right there at the hospital. Well, I made it to my destination. Called my sister to let her know that I made it safely. I first warmed up on the exercise bike. I was feeling fine. I had no chest pains, no dizziness. I was feeling good. After I finished my warm up, I checked my pulse and heart rate. Everything was good. I took a rest before I proceeded to the treadmill. While on the treadmill for about 20 minutes, I started to feel a little strange. So I gradually slowed the treadmill down and all of a sudden I started to profusely sweat. I mean, I was sweating like I had never sweated before. And then all of a sudden I started feeling nauseous and lightheaded. All the while I was thinking was, God, please, let me get to the other side so that I could sit down. I stood there for a minute trying to figure out exactly, you know, what was what. I made it to the other side, had a seat. I tried to get the attention of one of the therapists. She finally turned around and looked my way and stated, Susan, What's wrong? What's wrong? I told her, I said, for some reason I feel sick. She asked me, did you eat anything this morning? I said, yeah. And the next thing I know, the sweat started pouring out. I got real dizzy. I said, please, please help me. I remember her coming towards me, and then that was it. My heart had stopped. When I finally had awakened, I was on the stretcher. I was hooked up to the defibrillator, and I was trying to get my sight right. And it was a bunch of doctors and nurses surrounding me. I heard them say, Miss Hendricks, Miss Hendricks, stay with us. And 
as I'm talking about it now. I hope I don't get emotional. I tried to keep my wits about me and surrounding, you know, my surroundings. And they just kept saying, Miss Hendricks, Miss Hendricks, stay with us now. You got to stay with us. As they were rolling me through the facility and down the corridor, they were talking to me and said, your family has been contacted. And um, they're on their way. And um, I heard the doctor said, when you get down to the ER, let them know she coded. And I'm saying to myself, coded, what, what went on? And um, I made it down to the ER. They were waiting. They had a room. And the nurse came in. She said, Miss Hendricks, you have to stay with us. Don't go, go out on us. Stay with us now. Um, I was awoke, and I heard these footsteps. I mean, they were coming down the hall. And my sister, my oldest sister, Dolores, I can tell her footsteps, but it was more than one footstep. And I heard them say, where is she? Where is she? Where is she? And they came in the room. I looked. It was my sister, Dolores my other sister, Wanda, and my nephew, Sean. And they called me by my nickname, Tiny. They said, Tiny, are you all right? I said, I'm good. I said, I'm good. But I'll be okay. And the nurse came back in, and she said, Susan, um, we're waiting on a room for you. You're going to be admitted. You'll be in the hospital for a while. I said, okay. Well, my sister Dolores told my nephew, Sean, call Charles, which is my brother, and let him know what happened to Tiny. I watched my nephew. He walked out the room while he was talking to my brother. I don't, I can't remember if I spoke to my brother right then or there or, or what. But they got me um, in a room. I was on the cardiac unit. And, um, you know, like they asked you a bunch of questions and they told me that I was not allowed to get up and use the bathroom, not unless I had some assistance and um, that the doctor would be in to see me. I said, fine. And I was looking at my sister's and my nephew's face and it was like a uh-oh moment. They were nervous. And I tried to block that 
out of my mind, you know, because I'm dealing with what went on in my head and um, thanking God that um, I really didn't fall. He let me make it to sit down and I didn't fall and hit my head. Well, after I got checked in, um, they waited on the doctor and everything. And they took me down for testing right away. And my sisters, you know, stayed. And I told them, I said, you guys, you don't have to stay. I'll be back. And I told them, this just goes to show you. Never in a million years, I said, I'll see you later. I didn't, I didn't realize that I wasn't coming back home, that I would be admitted into the hospital. I stayed in the hospital for about a week. And um, after that, two weeks after, you know, I had to see my cardiologist. And I seen my cardiologist. And I'll tell you what he told me after this brief moment. Sheila Smith, the creator of The Right Side of 50. The Right Side of 50 is having a sister-to-sister -sister women's brunch November 17th 2018. I am my sister's keeper. Tickets for this event is on sale at Eventbrite. You can follow The Right Side of 50 on Instagram. That's all one word, The Right Side of 50. All right, we're back and we left off when I was in the cardiologist's office. Well, he told me, he said, Susan, you are no longer able to live independently. You have to have someone around you at all times. You have to keep your nitroglycerin on you at all times. And when he told me that I could no longer live independently, that's what took me for a blow. Some of you might say, well, your heart stop should have took you for a blow. Well, yes, that did too. But not living independently, that took me for a blow. And if my sister Wanda hadn't been in the office with me when he said that, I would still be living independently. Um, the hardest thing for me was to move back home because I know that, <clears throat> excuse me, they would have been, how can I say this? They would want to treat me differently. They would how can I say smother me and at first it happened you know you know you can't do this you know you can't do that 
uh-uh, don't lift this, don't lift that, until I had to put a stop to it. I said, wait a minute. I said, I can't deal with this. You cannot treat me any differently because of what had happened, my heart stopping. And that he said that I could no longer stay by myself. I said I wanted to be treated, like I said before, like I've always been treated. We get on each other's nerves. I get on, oh, I'm going to pick with you just to start an argument to see how you would react. And I was told, you don't understand, you don't understand. I understood, but still, I need my space my own air, my breathing room. When I don't want to be bothered, I don't have to be bothered. I just don't, I don't want anything differently. And my sister Wanda asked the doctor, cardiologist, she said, would you say that again? And he said, your sister can't live independently. You guys are going to have to tell us what she was doing, if this happens again, she has to have somebody around her that could tell us or tell the paramedics what had happened. You know, I understood all of that. That just wasn't sinking in with me. It really wasn't. You guys just don't know. And so... My sister went and called my older sister and said she's going to have to move back home. They don't want her living by herself based on the fact that if her heart stops again, somebody needs to be around that can let the paramedics know and let the doctors know exactly what she was doing um, when it happened. I understood all of that, believe me. Understood. I just didn't. That was the hardest part for me. I could deal with the lupus. I dealt with my heart stopping. And some of you may say, oh, that's real foolish. That's foolish. It may be foolish to you, but I had been on my own for such a long time. And to move back into my parents' home, that was just like, to me, it was like, oh boy. Here we go. But I did it. I'm back home. And uh, me and my sister Dolores was talking earlier this morning. And she said, God sent you back here for a reason. I said, yeah, he did. <laughs> I can't fight it. It's not funny, but I have to laugh. I can't fight it. So yeah, I know he did. And she said, he didn't want you to be by yourself. I said, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And um, my sister Wanda asked me about three to four months after, you know, my heart stopped. She said, I have a question for you. I said, what is it? She said, I don't know how to ask you this. I said, just go on and ask. She said, you won't get mad. I said, no, 
she said, did you see the white light? I started laughing. And to me, it's funny. I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend anybody. But now it's kind of funny the way she asked me. And I told her, no, I didn't see a white light. I didn't see anything. God wasn't ready for me. So there you go. And she said, you mad at me for asking you that? I said, no, you wanted to know. So no, I didn't see the white light. But we joke about it now. And she said, you remember when I asked you, did you see the white light? But that's the way, you know, joke about it. It helps them to deal with it better. And um, it's still funny to me. I'm sorry, but it's still funny to me. I don't take my health as a joke, but it's, it's funny. It's funny to me right now. You know, you can sit back and think about situations and people asking you different questions. She wasn't the only one to ask me. I had a friend to ask me. He said, Susan, I said, what? He said, how did it feel? I said, I didn't feel anything. I was out, my heart had stopped, so what was I supposed to feel? You know, if you don't know, you ask. That's all, you ask. But that was the day my heart stopped. I hope you've taken this information in and you didn't get offended by what I said. But you see, I have never taken life for granted. I live each and every day to the fullest. You see, I thought I would be returning back home. I never imagined in my life that something such as my heart stopping would happen. I was feeling fine, but it just goes to show you and show me that I could have been gone, but it was by the grace of God and his mercy that I'm still here fighting to bring awareness to this chronic disease. To all my loopies, never ever take this life for granted because you may never know what may happen. Life is strange, life is funny. We may think we're going one way, but God has plans for us to do something else. And my choice is to bring awareness to this chronic disease. Some of you may think it's too much personal information, but why stay silent as long as I have a voice? You'll hear it regardless of whether you want to or not, you will hear my story and my journey living with this disease called lupus. Loopies, L's up, keep fighting, 
never give up, and most importantly, keep it moving forward. If you have enjoyed this episode, six of the day my heart stopped, please share, please follow, please help bring awareness to this chronic disease that is taking so many lives called lupus. Thank you for joining me on my story. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'll see you next time. Abundant Harvest Aquaponics, planting seeds to grow food and creating opportunities for people and families. You can contact them at AbundantHarvestAquaponics.org. Premio Handmade Gemstone Bracelets. You can find Premio Handmade Gemstone Bracelets on Etsy.com and Facebook or contact the owner Ziggy at Premio.com. Author of Positive Energy 24-7, Henry Long. Join him for his book signing at Firewater Bar and Grill, Friday, September 14th, 2018 from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Sheila Smith, the creator of The Right Side of 50. The Right Side of 50 is having a sister-to-sister women's brunch November 17th, 2018. I am my sister's keeper. Tickets on sale at Eventbrite. You can follow the Right Side of 50 on Instagram. That's all one word, The Right Side of 50.